Hello all, welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and finally visiting me here in the new year as I had to track him down all over the Midwest is the greatest other host, Ty. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. Yeah, it was really hard to find. I don't think, I think it's the first time since COVID where we haven't gone out of town as a family to do something this year. No, and I was unfortunately not there long enough. Normally, we would record this while we were in town. And last week, I, I first off, I want to say a couple people reached out to me and said they enjoyed the podcast last week because I spent the whole time talking about how mostly you and I were wrong about a lot of stuff. And of course. <laughs> how I spent 20 seconds talking about Top Gun Maverick, and I've spent 20 hours talking about it since then. So Yeah, that sounds a, about right. That's a great way to to start off this uh, this what we're looking forward to in 2023, because even off mic, you were saying, and even on the podcast where I was correcting us, there's a lot of crap we're going to miss. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I don't I don't keep up enough with all this stuff, like especially when we talk about movies, which I believe is what we're kicking off yeah. with. Like I don't know about certain movies until I see a trailer for them. For instance, the movie we talked about off mic was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. My number one movie of twenty twenty two. I had no idea about this movie until I saw a trailer and then I heard other people talk about it. Well, this is where, and I said this on last week's podcast, that you and I, were more plugged in than I think we even give ourselves credit for. We sure. pay attention. We, I mean, it's something we're interested in. Yeah. And I did not go to nearly enough movies that I wanted to last year. And a lot of it was because none of the movies really enticed me. I, I talked about it in last week's podcast. I'm going to talk about it again this one. With all the superhero, the Marvel, DC movies, and there's very different reasons I'm ambivalent to the Marvel movies than why I'm ambivalent to the DC movies. I watched Black Adam and it, terrible, it, well, terrible movie. I, I didn't hate it as much as you, but I definitely, when it was done, I Ugh. said, "Whoa, this is stupid." And I haven't seen Wakanda forever because it's going to be I on February first. It. It's. I thought it was coming like the twentieth, is what I thought I read the other day. I January think it was 20th. like I think it was a, a mistake. It was like a bad look. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so February first, and it, look, it's not. I've said again and again, I want to see these things on the big screen. I want to do this, but I'll talk about. It. I'll talk about it when I have get you, to those Have movies. you seen Avatar yet? Oh, no, I won't go see that. Oh, because I, I, uh, <laughs> my wife's cousin saw it and said it's great. And we went out to dinner recently and I told him I have no desire to see it. And I got dressed down like I don't think I've ever been dressed down before by by a family member. Not in a bad way. Yeah. He was just, I thought you liked movies. I thought you wanted to see this stuff. The other thing that I think is going to make it a little bit easier. So a year from now where I'm trying to correct the record is this is the first year in three years where pretty much everything we know is coming out is going to come out. Uh, yep. Go back to Top Gun Maverick, which I promise will be the last time I talk about it for a little while. But It will not be. <laughs> it's, but that movie, that Tom Cruise purposely held that movie back just so, not just so it could be in the theaters, but it could be in the theaters when people were going to the movie theater. So, yeah. I mean, there was a, like, I saw Dune in the movie theater. Yeah. And, I watched it at home. Yeah, so... My my point is, this is the year where movies that are being made were on the schedule to be released this year, except for a few that I'm going to bring up that were moved from years previous. But the yeah. point is, there's probably nothing we're going to talk about that's going to be moved one way or the other. And Knock then, on wood, hopefully. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. talk about TV. Second half, we'll cover music, video games, sports, anything else we want to. So you're ready for this, Ty? Absolutely. All right, well, I'm going to let you start off because before we said this, you said the day we're recording this, which is January 6th, Friday, there's a movie that comes out today you want to see. 
Yeah, January 6th, a day that will live in infamy. But no, this is another movie that I didn't know about until about two weeks ago. And the movie comes out the day we're recording this. It's this movie, Megan. It's a essentially a, a Chucky movie, except it's a girl. And Allison Williams plays this mom who creates this companion for her daughter. I believe it's her daughter or son. I don't know. But it's a killer robot. And it's a Blumhouse movie. So you know it's going to be incredibly gory and incredibly violent. But it also... Seriously, people, if you haven't seen the trailer for this yet, go watch it. It looks hilarious. Like, the movie looks funny. This Megan doll has these crazy, like, one-liners that she throws out. I feel like with a movie like this, James Wan is also producing this movie. People should know that name from, we've talked about him in the past. But this movie looks like it's going to be, so, you know, you were talking about going to the theater, and I was trying to think of the movies I saw in the theater last year, and I saw Nope, and I saw Everything Everywhere at All at Once, and The Batman. This movie, Megan, is the type of movie I would like to see in a theater with a group of people, because I think it would, that's the way to watch a movie like this. That And that movie comes out today. So I'm I'm on board for that. I don't know if you've heard about this movie or not. No, it was it was one that was sitting on my list. And here's the weird thing about it, as we talk about most of these movies. Something like Megan is a little bit different. But yeah. this is the year, and I go back to people have been waiting to put movies out where there is big franchise movies out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Compared to last year, which were some smaller movies that could make their way through. A movie like Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once can make its way through. I'm looking at just a general list. I just put together like 10 movies that are coming out this sure. year. Yeah, I got it. I'm the same way. And Fine. it's I look at this and outside of Cocaine Bear. I cannot <laughs> wait to see that movie. Again, people, like I usually tell people to stay away from trailers. Go watch the trailer for this movie. I believe this might be one of Ray Liotta's. And I think it's his last movie, also. yeah. But this movie... It's about, it's no spoiler, it is about a bear who ingests cocaine and goes on a murderous rampage. <laughs> this movie looks awesome. And Elizabeth Banks is directing yep. it. I'm so on board for that movie. But for the most part, you have John Wick 4, which, again, Cannot is going to be, be big. There's, for those that are so interested, there's Magic Mike Last Dance or something like that. Uh, hey, yeah. Steve Sodenberg, it's uh, closing off the whole thing. My wife and I recently watched the first one, and... I'm a hetero white male who lives in the suburbs, and I told her there's not enough stripping in this movie when we watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it a strip tease. But <laughs> exactly. But for the most part, I didn't see any other little movies. Am I missing anything? Well, is would you consider this movie Renfield a little movie? Yeah, uh, I mean, Cage plays Dracula. Yeah, well, look, that looks boss. Don't get me wrong, and it's kind of yeah. weird though. Is there's two? Remember back when there were two movies about asteroids hitting the Earth? There's actually two oh, yeah. Dracula movies. There's there's another Dracula movie. There's this out? one. It's called like the Final Voyage of the Demeter. If you uh, the original book, the ship that brought okay. Dracula's coffin to London was called the Demeter. Which, again, these movies, uh, they look interesting. Well, what about directed by Greta Gerwig, has a cast of Margot <laughs> Robbie, is, is, Bar- is Simon Liu's in it, Ryan Gosling, as Barbie a quote-unquote little movie? No, like, it's I- not. So I'm actually, I'm glad you brought up Barbie because there's uh, there's three movies I want to discuss in what I call this Barbie genre. Okay, these are, okay. these. there's three movies that are coming out this year that I'm like, excuse me, what? That all of them... <laughs> There, there's something about them that all of them, I think, 
I don't want to call them franchise starters, but they're taking iconic, iconic things and doing something different. Some good, some bad. That Barbie trailer, outstanding. I mean, you want to talk about a movie that I know nothing about, don't know what they're going to do, but at the end of the day, you don't get... Who is? It's not Paul Thomas Anderson. It's like P.T. Anderson, the guy that made all the yeah. crap. Uh-huh. Like you would think a Barbie movie is going to be directed by him and have Mila Jovovich in it. Who you know, <laughs> fine with her. But no, you're right. You Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, and it's something interesting. You also have late in the year Timothy Chalamet playing Hot Willy Wonka. I can't wait to see that. Tim, <laughs> I, I always had this perception of Timothy Chalamet, and then I watched him in Dune. And he was in um, that Wes Anderson movie that came out very recently. I can't remember the name of it. Dude, the French my, Dispatch. Yeah. No, but I, I watched him in those. I'm like, oh, this kid is a good actor. Don't so look up. He had the greatest line in all of yes. Don't Look Up. I love <laughs> F, F and love fingerling potatoes. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. So you have that. And then you also have the Super Mario Brothers movie. Which, no, no interest in that. At but all. the point is, these are three movies that are taking these. I mean, it's kind of well, this isn't the first Mario Brothers movie, but that's a story for another day. But it's taking <laughs> these iconic franchises and doing something I don't know what they're doing. Now, in the case of the Mario Brothers movie, you're right, maybe not quite as positive, but no, nah, no. Well, and you mentioned little movies. I just do want to say Taika Waititi has a movie coming out that's like a movie version of Ted Lasso with Michael Fassbender playing the Ted Lasso role, and I know that Taika Waititi's become pretty famous because of the Thor movies or whatnot, but when he makes movies like this, like Hunt for the Wilder People, or Eagle versus Shark, stuff like that, where he, he won an Oscar back. for... The, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo so Rabbit. he makes movies like that, like, they're always good, heartfelt, fun movies, so I'm very excited to see that. Yes, I mean, I've, and I mean, it's weird to say small movies when you have, like, a, the director of Thor, I'll never forget the first season of The yeah. Mandalorian, Disney Plus had these like behind the scenes things and they had all these directors sitting around with John Favreau that directed the movies and some of them are they're smaller time directors and then there's Bryce Dallas Howard who fully admitted like you know this is my first directing job but come on look at who I am and then Taika Waititi talking about how yeah it's interesting you know when you make small movies and get to make big budgets and Favreau said you just directed a Thor movie (laughs) totally absolutely (laughs) anyway so um, oh yeah so it's weird you're right he makes smaller movies like that though they always hit before I get into my rant on the superhero movies there's two there's three I'm sorry three other genre films so to say that uh franchise films there is Dune part two now can't wait For people like you and everybody else that really liked Dune, which I think is a very, very good movie, I've read that book, and boy, does it get really strange. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this isn't going to be a long tangent, but you were home for Christmas. We were all together. Our dad had radiation treatment, so we didn't go anywhere. He's totally fine, everybody, before you you know get on mm-hmm. here. But you and I were sitting down, and you tried to talk. I don't know how many drinks in at this point, but you tried to convince me that David Lynch's Dune is a good movie. I still believe that. I could have no drinks. I, I watched it again recently and didn't think it was a good movie. Now, and you keep saying, oh, it gets weird. Of course, we're talking about people who are craving spice and sandworms and all kinds of – but this cast and – Denny Villa, I can never Villa say his name, wave, but, yeah, whatever. But yeah. he is such a good director. I have faith. Okay, no, I hey, I do too. I'm just t- I'm just warning people. Okay, <laughs> it's about I to get it, yeah, really, totally. really weird. There is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Now, some of this might be my age, and the only reason I bring this up is okay, another Transformers movie. But 
it's supposed to be kind of like a sequel to the movie Bumblebee, which I thought was very good. You love that movie, yeah. The difference, though, is I know everybody's like, oh, they're doing Beast Wars. I don't know what that is. That was okay. Transformers in the 90s. Bumblebee was Transformers in the 80s. So I, I just want to say it might be a movie that is, can sneak up and surprise people. And then Indiana Jones and the worst damn name ever, The Dial of <laughs> Destiny. I thought that was made up. <laughs> that sounds like something the onion would come up with to talk about it. I Jones have, movie. and I look, I think I was You're argue, a huge Indiana Jones. Fan. I'm a huge Raiders of the Lost Ark fan. Okay. Well, I mean, which I think, I, you know, back to the future, I think is the best movie ever. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is second. A temple okay. of dooms racist as hell. Sure. Last crusades. Enjoyable. Kingdom of the crystal skull is, is the worst movie I've ever seen. This, I just, I don't know. I, I guess I guess Disney bought Lucasfilm for a billion dollars. They got to do well, something. Is, is LeBeau going to be in this? And is no. uh, what's her face coming back? Who was in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? No. Who was just what's no. her name? Who's that actor? Karen Allen. Not Karen Allen. Uh, oh, she was like the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, is she coming back for no, this one? No, no. And like okay. I said, I, so I don't. It's just Harrison Ford. Pretty much. Are they gonna Are they gonna shoehorn Chris Pratt in this somehow? I, I don't know. They're. <laughs> It's dial of destiny. That just makes me even hate it more. But okay, Ty, you got to indulge me for a moment here. Okay, I'm going to list a whole bunch of movies here during the course of this year, and each of these movies could easily make over a hundred million. You're going to have Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, The Flash, The Marvels, Blue Beetle, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. And then I'll save the last one after I talk about this, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tentpole DC Marvel movies. Okay. Any of those interest you? Uh, not really. I remember when I saw the first Ant-Man movie, I was like, oh, this is cool, but I'm kind of fed up with superhero movies. Like, I, I, It's great. I understand people like them. I understand young kids like them. I understand there's comic book fans out there who want to watch this stuff. I just I don't have the patience for it anymore. I can remember when Iron Man came out and how that was just remarkable and like, oh, this is crazy. And it just kept becoming more and more and more. And I just go back to that. There's no original ideas. So if somebody said, hey, you can pick to see Ant-Man or even a movie movies I like, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Somebody said you can pick to see that or you can pick to see Megan or you can pick to see John Wick or Taika Waititi's new movie. I would pick those 100 times out of 100 over I, I just fed up with all the superhero stuff. I, it, it's too much. In the case of Shazam, Fury of the Gods, I, I think the first Shazam movie was great. And it's then, fun, yeah. But there's this whole DC's going to redo everything. They're basically going to try to copy Marvel from 15 years mm-hmm. ago or so. So what's the point of seeing that movie? Unless just for an enjoyment. It's it's going to have nothing to do with whatever their story is. Uh, Aquaman, again, same thing. The Flash movie, there's a variety of reasons I want nothing yeah. to do with that. <laughs> It's, But it felt like when I was watching Black Adam, it just felt like a waste of time. If it wasn't attached to this whole, you know, I know everybody's screaming right now, just enjoy it. Just If it wasn't attached to this whole big story, yeah, it's just whatever, you know, it's it's not. And if Black <sighs> Adam didn't have some of that DC cachet, it was a crappy movie. I mean, it's a crappy it movie even good. with it. My wife and I were watching it, and the lady who plays the the female lead in Black Adam is from America. And my wife, again, we are both white suburban people. She kept saying how that lady's voice that she did was offensive to her. And mm-hmm. earlier today, I went out before you and I recorded this. I went out for a run. I listened to How Did This Get Made because it came out, and they were talking about Morbius on there, which that's a movie I gotta see now because oh, I'm yeah, hearing people, but. Yeah. 
Jason Manzukis is the world's like he of anybody I listen to, he knows more about comic books than anybody. And he said a line that I think pertains to what you're talking about now is I don't he, he said because they asked him if he knew about Morbius. He's like, it was a guy I didn't care about. I didn't care to look into his past. And you mentioned Blue Beetle yeah. and the Marvel stuff. And like, I think there's a Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah. Like, I only know these people from when my son was little because he had these toys. I could tell you nothing else yeah. about these. Well, it is. You have such a, a deep, you have such a deep roster, obviously, yeah. and they're trying to get whatever they can. But it just—I said this last week too. It's it's spinning its wheels. You know, if totally. you look at the Marvel movies all the way up to Avengers Endgame, okay, it told a story. And yeah, it was getting a little frustrating. I know, especially for my wife, if you didn't see all the movies, you don't know what's going on. It seems like, look, whatever, and I, I think the guy that's playing Kane in their next versions or whatever. Yeah, but, he's a great actor. But the problem is, do I, I've never seen an Ant-Man movie, okay? So I'm going to go see this one to go see Kane because I saw him in Loki. And it's like my totally. wife said, why do I have to do all this homework to go see my movies now? Absolutely. And I'll take you even back to last year. I remember last year you had everything everywhere all at once and Doctor Strange and a Multitude of Madness or whatever the hell, Multiverse of mm-hmm. Madness. Everything Everywhere All at Once did multiverse so much better than a movie mm-hmm. that's supposed to hit a home run with this stuff. So I don't, I just, <laughs> you know, and I said I want to see John Wick and I'm very excited about Cocaine Bear, but I just want to see original ideas. Well, that. look, I, I wrote about yeah. it this week. BJ Novak put out this movie called Vengeance. Very good, very small movie, but it's an original idea. I want to see more stuff like that. Well, here's the thing. Instead of regurgitating the stuff over and over again, you can tell a very familiar superhero story in a very original way. And that's the movie I'm going to see no matter what this year is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Part 1. 100 percent that might be the only one that i'm looking forward to this into the malt or whatever it was called the first one that is one of the best not just just one of the best oh movies I've ever i said seen. it was the best superhero movie ever made and i cannot it does, you don't even have to say superhero yeah. it's just one of the best movies ever made so let's move on to television because it's a lot of the same stuff but i'm gonna have a very different view than the movies sure i know as we speak i've never played this game because i have xbox not playstation but i know people that played the game the last of us they're like this is one of the most cinematic experiences ever they're they've got a tv show on hbo i think it starts this week I don't uh, know the if the fifteenth. Oh, okay, the fifteenth of January. Yeah. I mean, it's Pedro Pascal. It's got some yep. big names behind it. It's maybe that one video game thing that finally hits. Outside of uh, so before I get to all the superhero crap again, there. Look, my favorite like book story or whatever, like classic literature is the story Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. And there was that Ethan Hawke, Gwyneth Paltrow one, who um, Alfonso Cuaron actually directed, which oh, everybody, wow, okay. this was like 20 years ago. Everybody I know sure. hates that movie. I love it I, because I love that story. I actually think it's pretty good. But the FX is going to be doing a version with uh, Olivia Coleman playing Miss Havisham. She's a very good actor, yeah. too. Yeah, no, uh, no date yet, but uh, Lord and Miller are producing... I don't think it's a Lord reboot. I. I don't know what it is, no. but yeah, go ahead. People, seriously, just before I talk about the few shows I'm looking forward to, you and I live together. We've talked about this a lot. When I first was done with high school and I failed out of my first college, I came back home and I lived with you. I feel like you and I discovered this show and we would quote it constantly. And this was the first time I ever heard of Phil Lord and Chris Miller as well. Clone High is one of the wittiest, most unique and funniest TV shows I've ever seen in my life. I mean, to make Lincoln like a not so popular kind of doofy guy and 
JFK is getting drunk and knocking up Cleopatra <laughs> and um, Gandhi's a Joan nerd. Ar- Gandhi's a nerd. Mm-hmm. Joan of Arc is like a goth. Like this show is just it hit all the right spots that I needed. And I don't think I've been as excited about a show like this in my entire lifetime. Well, what other shows are you looking forward to? I know it's not going to be good. I know I'm only going to care about the original cast, but I will definitely watch every single episode of that 90s show. I was a oh, huge yeah. That 70s Show fan. And I know, you know, I've watched the previews. I'm like, man, this looks bad. But I see Red and Kitty and I'm all in. That's all I need to see. Ryan Johnson has a TV show coming to Peacock with uh, Natasha Lyonne. That's like a murder mystery thing. And for people who haven't seen Glass Onion yet, mm-hmm. which... Had I watched it before I was done with um, <laughs> my list, that definitely would have made it. But I love the, like, this whole idea. And Natasha Leone's had this great career. I love the show Russian Doll. So I love seeing like her doing things like this. So I'm very excited about that. You'll talk about it. We'll get into it. But uh, Mandalorian Season yeah. 3. Oh, be- more to say. It's just Mandalorian. I mean, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's um, the best of the <laughs> nostalgia Star Wars stuff. I was at our folks' house yesterday, and I was over there for a while. And my dad was like, oh, our dad was like, hey, I want you to watch some of this new Perry Mason with me because he loves the original one. Perry Mason show looks kind of cool. A new season mm-hmm. of that's coming out. A show I genuinely love season one of, Grand Crew. They just finished shooting season two. I'll watch that. The Boys has a spinoff called Gen V coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, can't wait to watch that. So that's the thing with TV. Even the show that has... um the guy who was on The Leftovers and Woody Harrelson, White House Plumbers. That show looks yeah. fascinating to me. And for all we know, there could be a new season of Curb coming out. So, But that's the other thing, too. It's it's a lot like TV I kind of find as I'm going along the way. TV is a lot easier to find, but there's so many more streaming things. I don't know. There's this new show on Peacock that Jason Walliner did that I really want to watch that I, I will probably watch when I finish Last Chance You, but... We talked about it at our year-end list, and I think it's the same with what we're looking forward to. TV is in a golden age right now. There's so much good stuff out there for people to watch. Yeah, and so that's I want to talk about the genre stuff, and I kind yeah. of dumped on it in the in the movies, but with television, like I would go see the movie The Marvels because I like Ms. Marvel so much, but she's going to be one of three main characters on it, and it's yeah. like, you know what? I would rather just see her adventures weekly for four, for five or six weeks. So, totally with all the different television. I mean, the Marvel stuff. There's tons of stuff for Marvel. The I think the um, Agatha show is on the schedule this oh, year. Yeah. There's Ted Lupone's going to be in that. I just read yes, too. That's yeah. such awesome casting. Yeah. Uh, the second season of Loki, which yep. is still, I mean, one of the. If you had to rank those shows, it's up there as one of the best ones yeah. they've made. It, I remember it, it was like a it was a slow burn for me, but that season finale of season one was mm-hmm. some special yes. of that show. And then uh, Secret Invasion, which is supposed to be a big kind of action packed thing. You have all yeah. those, but there's um there's two Star Wars shows, three. Actually. I was going to ask you about one of them, but I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Well, so. the first one is the second season of The Bad Batch just started. That's I the one I was going to ask you yeah. about. The name is so rad that I want to watch that show, but I have no idea what it's about. No, it's and you know just very quick. It was now it's very tied to the Clone Wars cartoon, but these were a group of clones that had some kind of defect, but. Okay. So they turned them into basically an assassination squad that did the dirty work and. The, so they're like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, basically. Star Wars. Okay. But this, what makes this show interesting is it takes place right after Order 66, and they were not affected that, by it. 
That's when the Emperor had all the clones kill everyone. So they're not affected by it. That's the saddest part of Star Wars. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the first episode of uh, The Bad Batch actually has a very different view of it. And it's tragic as hell. But because they're defective, they don't have that. And so they're like trying to figure out what the hell they're doing now. And so it's, but again, it's part of the Clone Wars cartoon. It's that type of thing. But then there's the Ahsoka Tano show, which I'll spend another podcast talking about this. That is the greatest Star Wars character ever. I mean, in my yeah, opinion, I, far and away. I specifically didn't bring this up because I knew you were going to talk about it, but that one episode, one or two episodes of The Mandalorian we got with Rosario Dawson playing it was peak, peak television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's uh, with her, which is perfect casting. Every The Star Wars shows have been good to great. I know some people are really down on Obi-Wan and down on some of them, but... But the other one I do want to talk about is a show that is going to have Star Wars in the name. It's going to have Jedis and stuff, but it's the first time in a long time I think Star Wars is doing something different. Well, I guess Andor, but the show The Acolyte, which is... Never heard of it. So it's supposed to take place years before all the Skywalker BS, but um, who is it? Uh, Daphne Keene's in it. She played uh, what Weapon X in the Logan movie. Okay, yeah. Um, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, Lin Zhu Jai, what's his name from uh, from uh, Squid Game, the main character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then you talked about uh, Natasha Leone earlier, Russian Doll, the showrunner of Russian Dolls running this show. There's so little known about it, it just takes place long ago in a galaxy far, far away. So that's, that's the okay. other big one, I think. Okay, I'm yeah. going to tune in for that. Again, that's the thing, too. They'll be streaming stuff. You know, I mentioned it just a second ago. I totally forgot there was a second season of Last Chance U this basketball season. It came out on my birthday, and I'm almost done with that season now. So there's there's shows, again, just like with movies. And people, if you want to comment on what to watch, sure. But, like, there's tons of stuff that we're going to see that we didn't talk about here that I'm going to write about and endlessly go on. So it's, again, we are living in a golden age of television. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say, because... Because I did dump on kind of the movies and the big tentpole movies. Look, John Wick 4, if it's going to be John... I can't wait. If it's going to be Keanu Reeves just sitting there reading the menu for two hours, I'm still going to go see it. I might be... Absolutely. That's not as good as the first three, but still. But chances are it's not going to be that. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. It's going to be something that's going to be neat to see. Oppenheimer, which we didn't talk about, yeah. Chris Nolan's movie. Who, that movie looks I, intense. I, reading that he <laughs> recreated a nuclear explosion for the film. There's there's too much stuff. Like I read an article earlier where Austin Butler didn't see his family yeah. for three years to do method. Like these yeah. guys are taking it too yeah. far. Relax. You're, you're entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. With TV, and I think Andor really proved this to me, or something like Peacemaker really proved it to me, is that, and hell, as far as we know, Nathan Fielder's going to just oh my God, yes. <laughs> film himself going to space for like five episodes. I don't think <laughs> either of us talked about the rehearsal last year with what we were looking no, forward to. No, in no, so, no. Yeah. I even said on the podcast last week, go, look, how could you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I think it was listed as Nathan Fielder's HBO project yes, or something yeah. like that. But with these TV shows, they're doing something different. Andor did something different. Ms. Marvel told this very classic comic book story that hadn't been told yet. It makes me more likely to go and watch these TV shows and not go to their movies. I'll probably go watch Secret Invasion just because it's going to be Samuel Jackson just chewing scenery like Matt. He's awesome. But I won't care about any of the other Marvel movies that are out this year. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, my wife loves that stuff, so I'm sure I'll see some of them, but... 
just like you mentioned with Wakanda Forever, which I I do really want to see that movie because yeah. I'm very interested in how they did it, but I can wait until it comes out. Exactly. That's the point. Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of the state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, it's, uh, we spend a half talking about TV and movies because that's what we both kind of share the same world with. But when it comes to like music and sports and video games and all that stuff, you and I have different, we, we tend to focus on different things. Absolutely. Yeah. I can tell you music related. I don't have much. And it's, it, again, I think I said this on last year's one was, Look, I have the music I like, I have the music I listen to, but this is going to seem blasphemous to you and many other people. But two acts that I like a lot, Beck and Radiohead, after a while, I fall out of them because it's like, okay, five, so. yeah, and then... Their and music I'll, is timeless. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll come back, and I'm kind of the same way. Like, the two albums, I'm like, oh, I'll probably get that. I have Gorillaz and Lana Del Rey, but it's not like, it's not like Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. I'm not going out of my way to pick them up. <laughs> People can't see because this is a a listening medium, but I'm over here laughing because I am still always floored with how much you like Lana Tell. Oh man, she is so problematic. Oh, she is. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It's a but that's all I got. You got to give me some some ideas on music here. So before I get into it, and it is like on New Year's Eve, which was not a great night for me, I'll talk about that uh, when we get to sports section here. New Year's Eve, I was sitting here with my wife, my kids, and my wife's cousin came over, and we were talking about quote-unquote resolutions, and she said, no, you're supposed to call them intentions. I I love that idea. Instead of resolution, it's intention. So my intention this year, and I even think I mentioned this on our best of 2022 stuff, is that I'm going to find more music to listen to. I know how you feel about Spotify. I have my own feelings about Spotify. One thing I do like about them is when you like a song, they will give you playlists that play other music. And instead of skipping those to get to the songs I like, I'm going to start listening to that music more. I'm going to try and find stuff. Basically, I'm going into 23 with more of an open mind and trying to find new music. That's my intention for 23 as far as like that type of stuff goes. But there is some stuff I am looking forward to, p- people I'm fans of. The Arcs, which is Dan Auerbach's, one of his side projects. They have a new record coming out in a couple of weeks, sometime this month. I love Dan Auerbach. Black Keys are one of my favorite bands of all time. So anytime he is going to do something, I'm always on board with that. 
Kimbra, who people may know from the Gautier song, somebody that I used to know, she makes wonderful music. And she has a new record coming out that same day. Sam Smith, who I didn't come to until very late in life, I believe they go by they pronouns now. They have a new record coming out and they're going on tour. And the show I saw of theirs years ago was one of the best shows I've ever seen. So anytime I see Sam Smith has music coming out, I'm going to be down to listen to it. I enjoy their music. I'm going to listen to it. A band that our oldest brother introduced me to that's a very dysfunctional band, but a band I like has a record coming out in February, which I thought they were broke up. I had no idea, but Brian Jonestown Massacre has a record coming out. And people, if you have not seen the movie Dig, it is a wonderful, wonderful documentary about bands, two two different bands that go two different ways. I enjoy Brian Jonestown Massacre music, so I'll listen to that. You already mentioned the Gorillas record, but that's the thing, like with the other stuff, I didn't know Kendrick Lamar had an album coming out last year. That was news to me. I didn't know that Danger Mouse and Black Thought were working on something. I have very good friends, and we have our brother Seth, who introduced me to new music all the time. And as I said, this year, with the exception of those records I named, this year, instead of just bypassing all that stuff and being like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about, I'm going to actually listen to it. Seth and our niece, Isabel, told me, oh, Ty, you have to listen to Steve Lacey. And I've been listening to him lately. He's awesome. I don't know if people listen to him or not, but go check out those records I mentioned. But again, just like I said with the TV and stuff, if you have music recommendations for me, send them my way, please, because I want to find new music to listen to this year. That's my goal with music in 2015. You're right. The thing is, is to discover new stuff. And every now and then I do, I discover something and then I get obsessed with it. And then their lead singer is a douchebag who is uh, (laughs) abusive to groupies and stuff like that. Who who could have seen that with a guy like Wynn Butler? Everybody is the correct answer there? Well, I told someone the other day is Wynn Butler is all of the bad stuff we thought about Jeff Tweedy in human form. (laughs) <laughs> and Jeff Tweedy's not a great dude, but at least he hasn't been accused of the stuff. When no, no, Jeff Tweedy <laughs> is very open. Jeff with, Tweedy's Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. He's, he's he's a jerk, but he, yeah, he's open about. It. Well, he's he's he loves his music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little too much. <laughs> so, I want to go over some stuff on video games here, mainly because mainly because this is my latest escape. There is a lot of good stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff that has been in kind of what you would call development hell for a while or these rumors of these games. Now, before we got on, we were talking about whether or not college football, NCAA college football is finally back. And it has been confirmed for summer of 2024. So I thought it was coming out this summer and I got excited, but no, it's not. But there's a couple of games that I think, again, we've heard a lot about over the years and they're finally supposed to be coming out. Now, when I said at the top, a lot of the stuff is, uh, these things are set in stone with movies and TV. We've had a lot of COVID issues. Video games, this crap happens all the time. They get announced and then never come around. Oh, but yeah. but one that, I mean, people have seen gameplay, reviewers have it in hand, is there's a an open world game called Hogwarts Legacy. For people that are big, and this is one of these games, too, that I think it's going to start on the PC, but it's going to be on every system. I think it's going to be on iOS and Android and all that stuff. But it's basically just playing the Harry Potter world. And that's cool. I mean, I I don't know if it's something I'm interested in per se, but I know people that are big into the Harry Potter world. My wife would love that. I mean, I've got I have the Xbox Game Pass and the game I'm playing through now is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. So it's all the movies and all that stuff. And it's just fun to run around with 
I don't know, Chewbacca blasting people in in The Force Awakens. I, I have not done Rise of Skywalker yet, so I really can't wait to get all my evil characters to rip the hell out of that world. But that's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, Jesus, you're still going on about that. So, but there is, you, you're essentially just playing in this world. There's also, speaking of Star Wars, there's a game that came out a few years ago called uh, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen, uh, yeah, Fallen Order. And it was this story about a Padawan during Order 66 where the master gets killed and he's kind of going rogue. It's just an original story. Cal Kentis is his name. You have a, a spaceship and you're flying around the Star Wars world. It was a very much like a platformer game, like a high-level Mario game. It was exciting. It had some, you know, it was very kind of grown up for Star Wars, kind of very sure. the sequel to that, Jedi Survivors coming out. And so I'm interested to see what they do with that. There's a Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, another one of these games that was announced where it's, I don't know how big the roster is going to be. It was supposed to come out, I think, around James Gunn's movie, excuse me, movie, but it it did not. So we'll see what it is. But supposedly you're going after Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and... You know, is it like a Mortal Kombat style game? No, no, like it's a, another one of these kind of open world games where okay. you go in. Uh, Injustice, that's the game I was yes, thinking. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Another Forza game. Now, Forza Horizon. Forza is the car racing game for Xbox, and you have the Xbox X and how powerful. I mean, it's just you go out and you race super fast cars. So uh-huh. and that's always something to be said. But the one tie I want to highlight that you don't care about, and my son sure as hell doesn't care about, but it will hmm. be... I think the third Switch game, and I don't own a Switch, I have to borrow my son's that I will buy, and that's Legend of the Zelda, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. My wife and son will be happy. That's, that's coming out this year? Yes, May, I believe. Day, we're, my wife's working from home the day we're recording this, so I can tell her that. She'll, yeah. be, she'll be stoked. She probably already knows that. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> so, to come out last year, and a lot of different things, but hey, I, it's conversation for another time. I think Breath of the Wild is the just greatest pure video game experience i've ever had <laughs> I've, I've written about it yes it's, it's beautiful to look at i just don't understand it i guess is the best way you my wife will be playing that game and she's walking around she'll hack some like fake thing up and then she'll cook herself some turkey legs. <laughs> like, what is the point of this game it's, so. I, I mean, it's hard to describe it it's like when you do you describe it to people they're like what the hell are you doing yeah totally but man it is People who love it, love it, though, man. Yeah, yeah, it's just something. I, I don't know if there's any video game stuff. I know you're not as big into it as I am. <laughs> no, you you kind of threw cold water on the whole, you know, couch yeah. football thing <laughs> off mic when we were talking about it. I don't know. Like, I love the two K NBA 2K games. I love playing that with my son. My son's really into Madden, so I don't buy those games anymore because they never change, but he does, and I dork around with him on that. I'm just... I'm not a big video game player. Like you said, my son has a Switch. If I want to play 2K on there, I have to ask him, stuff like that. But I will be excited when college football comes back. You can speak to this. I know a lot of other people can. That's the only video game I've ever been really good at. So I'll be happy when that comes back. I just, with video games, like make NBA Street again. Oh, make this baseball game called The Bigs again. Like those games were fun and they were arcade esque. Like, Bring NBA Jam back. I would love oh, to play NBA adore. Jam. So, I mean, one of the <laughs> things I almost the price is still just a little bit higher than I want, but one of the things I almost got my son and myself for Christmas is one Yourself. of those arcade <laughs> one ups of of NBA yeah, yeah. Jam. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. My God. Yeah, I, that, that's the stuff I want to play. So, when that starts coming out, great. 
All right, so I want to finish this off with sports. Now, before we get into it, the week we record this, a player died on the field in yep. Cincinnati. Damar Hamlin. And he is talking to his teammates yes. today, from what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah no longer yeah. a feeding tube. And I, I was obviously, you know, like a lot of people watching the game. And yeah. it's, uh, I will say this, because at first I was like, see, this is inevitable. This is going to happen. The NFL doesn't care about player safety. This was a freak accident. Like a thousand things happening all at the same time. It's not yeah. DeMar Hamlin's fault. It's not T. Higgins' fault. It's not the NFL's no. fault. It's just something that it's not the vaccine's fault or anything. No. It's, it's, Human bodies are weird. Stuff happens. And the fact is, he got the care that he needed. There are hospitals close by. It happened in any city. This could have been. And this, this I mean, he's, not, he's 24, but he's alive. And... Yeah. What this looks like afterwards is it is something that should be celebrated. Absolutely. Even though the NFL is is not telling the truth about a lot of what goes on, at the end of the day, they made the right choices. Mm. So having said that, Ty, I am definitively looking forward to the Bengals' playoff run here. But, man, it's going to be a weird playoffs here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, with all these coin ties, and I do want to say with the whole – Damar Hamlin thing, like the people who, you know, I watch a lot of sports and they talk about heroic efforts by athletes and blah, 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 all that nonsense. The people who saved Damar Hamlin's lives are the heroes. Yes. Those are the people we should be talking about, the medical team who came out. And, you know, our father and I were talking about this yesterday and he asked me, do you think this kid would ever play football again? And I immediately said no. But then I thought, what if I was out for a run, something like this happened to me? And within two years, the doctor said I could run again. I would have to take a long, hard yeah, look at me. Yeah, he's 24. Yeah, it's just that whole thing was I wasn't watching the game until my son, who's 10 from downstairs, yelled, Dad, something's going on. And then I turned it on. But as what I read today, he's talking to his teammates, the feeding tubes out. He's good. That's good. But yeah, getting to the not as important stuff, mm-hmm. contrary to what Skip Bayless may say, the playoffs are going to be weird. It's bizarre. My biggest fear for the NFL playoffs is that Tom Brady is going to somehow find a way his way. Back oh yes, yeah. because he's going to play the Dal- he's going to play Dallas yeah. in the first round. He's going to beat them. Then he's going to play Kirk Cousins in Minnesota exactly. or whatever and beat them. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm looking through all these teams and I don't trust Green Bay if they somehow get in. I don't trust Minnesota. I don't trust Dallas. I don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts, but I will tell you because I you can have my, Brock Purdy played in the Super Bowl. You know, oh, good, good God, <laughs> my um. My fandom is waning because I just I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. I don't like him at all. So honestly, of all the teams in there, I think I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals. I think that's who I want to go to the Super Bowl and win it because I yeah. love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I like that they have Daxon Hill and um, Chris Evans on their team who played at Michigan. Like, you know, I, I'm saying this about a mile away from the Bengals stadium. Buffalo is a very rootable team. Kansas City is a very yeah, rootable totally. team. The yeah. top, those top three teams in the AFC are they're great to watch. They're really good teams, and I'm not. I look, I obviously want the Bengals to win, but I'm not going to be that upset if Buffalo wins or if Kansas no. City wins again. No. So, or even Philadelphia. I like yeah. Philadelphia too. So yeah, I mean the Chargers. The Chargers offense yeah. looks scary. I, I just don't want Green Bay to win. No, I don't want well, Minnesota to win. I don't want Dallas to win. I don't want Tampa mm, to win. I don't want San Francisco to no, win. No, like, no. <laughs> it's more I'm going to be rooting against teams 
than rooting for yeah. teams. No, the NFC. Did. I mean, look, and all all respect to the Giants coach and all that other stuff, but <laughs> yeah, Daniel totally. Jones, I mean. No. no. Come on. That team is not based on Daniel Jones. It's Saquon Barkley yes. and their defense. Yes, but <laughs> what other sports things are you looking at this year? Not so much. I, I mentioned the New Year's Eve wasn't great. It's because Michigan got beat. Michigan mm-hmm. should have won that game. Christian Hackenberg, who's a total hack, called it a layup, and he's so disappointed. Whatever, that guy's an idiot. Football, I'll be interested to see because Jim Harbaugh apparently took two recruits out during the COVID season and there might be some sanctions. It's not going to be anything too bad, but there still could be stuff. Who knows what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh? In December, he was quote unquote enthusiastically going to be coaching Michigan. Now it's, I don't know what the future holds, quote unquote. So I'll be curious to see what happens with that team. Personally, I'll put it out here in the ether. If Jim Harbaugh were to leave, I would hire Sharon Morris, head coach, keep the rest of the staff intact. That's what I would do. But I also hope Jim Harbaugh stays. Michigan's relevant again. That's what I like with my team. Basketball, I am stoked because the Memphis Grizzlies are good again. I've gotten to see them play live this year. John Morant is everything I hoped he would be. And I'm going to rub more salt in your wound. I love Zion Williamson. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's hurt again. John Morant is playing. He's not hurt again. But the NBA is crazy because like Memphis is at the top, but you also have Denver and the Pelicans were there for a while. Boston looks like unbeatable they're they're so good at basketball i don't like the celtics but i do like jason tatum so i won't be that upset but i love the nba playoffs it's my favorite thing besides college football to watch so i'm very excited for that i do think georgia's gonna win a second national title in football they're just that good of a team stenson bennett should have never been a heisman finalist but that's neither here nor there i do see usc being prominent again in college football next year and People, oh, Tulane, such an upset victory. That's great. Bull season's kind of wonky and whatnot. But I think USC is going to be kind of back near the top of all that stuff. I don't know anything about hockey. I don't, I'm sure you and Tina are going to talk about tennis at some point. But really, I'm at this point with football, college football essentially being over. I'm just looking forward to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to rooting for the Bengals in the NFL. I'm looking forward to rooting for the Grizzlies. Like I was kind of taken aback last year when they – made it all the way to the number two seed in the West. And I'm like, is this for real? They're showing me that this is for real. They're blowing out the teams they're supposed to blow out. They're beating other teams. Like John Morant is everything and more that I could have hoped for, for the team that I root for. Getting to see him play live three times in 2022 was awesome. Cause he's just, so I got to see Joel Embiid play live too. And he is a humongous human being. I couldn't believe how big he was when I saw him live. I'm going to see him again. My my dad and I are going to take my son to a game in Indiana, so I get to see Joel Embiid play again later this year. But I just, March Madness is going to be fun. That's totally up in the air. Who could have foreseen UConn being the force they are in men's college basketball as much as I despise their coach? But I know your wife will probably get mad at me. I think Purdue's really good. Uh, I think that they have a shot to be really good. Hopefully they don't blow it in the tournament like most Big Ten teams do, but I'm just excited for the playoffs, the tournaments, all that stuff to come around. This is when sports gets fun to me. I couldn't tell you a single thing about baseball. That's your situation. I know the Cardinals got some catcher that they say is a better offensive player than Yadier Molina, but nobody will ever be the defensive catcher. So playoffs, man, playoffs and postseason stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I was going to say baseball. I will probably be seeing one of the historically worst Reds team in, in the history of baseball. Now, you said that last no, year. No, and they were. But having <laughs> said that, this is different. Last year, they sold everything off and said, deal with it. 
the one good thing in this look there's very few people out there that are that would even care the way i care but after this year the reds have no more dead money on on the books like i was reading the other day their fourth highest paid player right now is ken griffey jr what he's been retired for years (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) so look honestly i'm not the biggest mets fan but i would love to have an owner like steve cohen I want to see what, yeah, I want to see what happens when you spend a billion dollars in free agency. I mean, I, I do. So baseball. Well, what's happening with this Correa guy, though? Uh, yeah, that's a, I don't know. I heard he might be the next speaker of the house if he passes his physical. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, but there, there is that. I don't think the Mets, I, even with all that, I still don't think they're going to win the World Series. I sure as hell don't really? think the Yankees. Oh, no. I don't think the Yankees okay. will either, but that's that's for so down the road. If you had to pick right, are you going to pick the Dodgers? Yes, the Dodgers is who okay, I'd pick, right. even though they crap out every year. That's who I would pick. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's going to be exciting. And yes, in St. Louis, it's this – I mean, I know Albert's gone too, but look, Albert's been gone for like 10 years. He came back for yeah. came back for like his uh, his goodwill, goodbye tour. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, life after Yadier and – yeah. The Cardinals have all these young studs that they would not trade for Soto or any of that stuff. So let's see what the hell happens. Well, and then Goldschmidt, <laughs> stupid anti-vaccine mm-hmm. Goldschmidt, didn't he win the MVP? Yes, he did. Or and was it Aaron? I don't, no, no, I no. Gold, Ger- Goldschmidt won and Arenado was third. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, it, I don't think people realize how much St. Louis kind of crapped the bed in the playoffs. Again, I talk about how much I don't understand baseball, and I know when they signed or traded for Goldschmidt, you like called me to tell me this is a big deal. <laughs> I had no idea who he was, but he's also in like his mid thirties. So, okay. but sports related wise, it's we're in that year where there's nothing, there's no Olympics, World Cup, you know, whatever it is. So we can focus on the sports that we actually watch. Um, yeah, totally. Like I can tell you right now, I have no idea who's going to win the NBA title. I it's we're in this weird situation where I can tell you the Lakers will not win it. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I picked. I think I picked Milwaukee and the Clippers, and Boston looks like they're unbeatable. I no, guess. they do, but then they make that West Coast trip, and you can see where the weakness is. And I think this is a whole you got to lose before you win type deal, and they got mm-hmm. beat by the Warriors last year. I think Boston is out for blood. I, they're so good. I think they're going to win. No. And I heard somebody say the other day about John Morant. He's, he's in that phase of his career where Jordan was early on, where it's like, look how great he is. And, but he needs something that just pushes him over the edge. Does that happen this year? Jaron Jackson's starting to play better. Desmond Bain's back from injury. Steven Adams might be the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. I, I love Memphis Grizzlies. Somebody, I this was we had our Christmas party, and somebody who wasn't as big of an NBA fan but watches basketball was saying something to me like, "Who's that Jason Momoa looking guy that plays for Memphis?" <laughs> and, I knew, and I knew immediately who it was. I'm like, "Oh, Steve Adams." That's <laughs> totally. and he's he's only like 28 years old. Yeah, I don't think people realize how young he is. God, think NBA about play. those guys on that Oklahoma City team. Yeah. Adams, Harden, <laughs> Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, one of those greatest what ifs ever. But um Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, Bro- Brooklyn's playing really well right now too, yeah. as much as I hate it. Okay, minor technical issues, so Ty might sound different because he had to switch up his studio from where he's at. No, I was gonna say the only political thing I look forward to is not having a speaker of the house all year, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. This whole thing is uh, nuts, and I was talking to our dad about it, and he was saying some hilariously uh, 
blew jokes about it all. So I loved it. I had a good time with it. I, I shouldn't say I love it. I just love seeing the Republican Party turning into this crap show that it's turning into. Yeah, well, when you spend the whole time talking about how government sucks and then you're in charge and you can't government, well, that just shows. So exactly. it could happen to an absolute more deserving group of uh, jackasses. But. Totally agree. All right, Ty. Well, if people need to, you said they you need recommendations. Yeah, they want to tell please. you about the the latest greatest Taylor Swift songs to listen to. Where where are they going to find you? <laughs> yeah, and seriously, like, don't be mean about it. Don't be rude. Just give me some recommendations to listen to, but and watch and stuff. But yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Ty Kulik, T Y K U L I K, on lowercase. More importantly, especially in this new year, come read my stuff on Seedsing. S E E D S I N G dot com. I wrote a very hard-hitting expose on rose-flavored stuff yesterday. Mm-hmm. The day it was before that we're recording this. That I'm actually quite proud of. But I, I write all kinds of pop culture and food and sports and all kinds of different stuff there. Again, that's Seedsing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G dot com. Last week, I recorded a podcast with my buddy Glenn. His, go check out his podcast, Chucklehead Chat. I'm on an episode where we um, talk about how trashy Jim Halpert is. So if you like The Office, go check that out. Glenn's a good dude also, so go support his stuff. But as always, you can hear me on this podcast, the X-Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us. Check out our Patreon. I can't wait to do this movie thing we're going to start doing this year. And as I like to finish all of these, Black Lives Matter. I do have to say with uh, the movie thing, I'm going to have that up very soon. The problem is I was going to limit it to like 20 movies per year. And I want you guys to go back to the mid 1980s and limit it to 20 movies. So <laughs> that's impossible. So we're just we're I'm just working my way through that. But yeah, with all that seed saying ex millennial man. And uh, with all that being said, we thank you for your ears. Anything else that you may use to listen to the ex millennial man podcast. Remember, we're here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows and enjoy. I think, uh, well, it won't be the next time we record, Ty, I will be on the verge of having a true teenager. So whatever hair I have left in my eyebrows, (laughs) I'm just going to rip out. Yeah. I saw your son when you guys were here over break and I kept telling him, I can't believe you're going to be a teenager in 23. He just kept laughing at me. So, All right. I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.